Man, this is unbelievable. It looks like someone dropped a bomb on <sighs> That's exactly what it looks like. But this was gas. And uh, there's a difference? Yeah, there's a difference, believe me. I've been there. Uh, yeah, where was that? Hello? Did you hear that? England World War II, they called it the Blitz. coming welcome to highlander rewatch the podcast where each and every week we revisit another facet of the highlander universe and talk about it in detail i'm one of your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is Iman. was that sexual keith would would you really open the show assaulting us with that kind of innuendo was that sexual keith <laughs> well it depends I on how i, like I to, spelled it i like the how thing. do you think it's spelled <laughs> It's, uh, there's a U in it, right? <laughs> if she's coming, I know there's not a U involved. Oh. <laughs> that was terrible. Burn. Anyway, welcome to Highlander Rewatched. We just blitzed you with some <laughs> solid jokes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we've been talking about season four, and this week is no different. Yeah. <laughs> We're not jumping around seasons for, season no, six. Yeah, right. for a, no good reason. We're doing a kaleidoscope show where each, yeah. it's just a random shotgun blast. Right. I don't know. This episode in season six doesn't really follow from season one. Yeah. <laughs> but this week we're going to be talking about season four, episode 12, The Blitz. But before we get into that, we haven't read from the Highlander product catalog in a while, so we thought we'd give that a whirl. Ooh, my consumerism sense is tingling. So, Kyle and Eamon, I'm going to read you a description for a product uh, and then maybe show you a picture. And you need to guess how much this costs from the Highlander catalog. And this particular one I'm reading is from the 100th episode Highlander catalog. And it says on the front, celebrating 100 episodes of Highlander. Ooh. And it's got oh, a very that's, that's dark... That's a pretty good description of 100 episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> uh, so this is the spring 1997 catalog. Are we ready? Yeah. To re- refresh my memory, is this prices right rules where you can't go over, or is it just absolute closeness? Played it in the past where it's been prices right rules, but I kind of like just getting closest because. Less gamesmanship. Exactly. Know. That's why I always bet $1. Right. Yeah. $1. Because, yeah, if you think the other person went way over, you just bet a dollar, and that's no fun. Yeah. Anyway, so here we go. This is for the Highlander Automug TM. Auto mug. Flashback to other times without spilling a drop while holding your Highlander <laughs> Auto Mug TM. Made in USA of durable plastic, this unique traveler will fit perfectly into the beverage holder of your car, truck, or boat. That's important. I, I often find ones that fit in my car and my truck, but not my, my boat's boat. just not out of the boat. My one million or four billion dollar yacht or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but no place to put a cup. Yeah. <laughs> Don't prove lid and dishwasher safe. Highlander sword logo, there can be only one, wraps around the mug. And this is item 374, and it only comes in black. How much do you think this costs? Can I see what this looks like? Yes. I'm actually really having a hard time picturing it. Oh. Wow. Okay. So it's like a thermosy looking, it like it's like an insulated a coffee big mug. Gulp. It, yeah, yeah, it absolutely looks like a big gulp cup, which is another way to say it looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's nothing special. It's, it's a, literally nothing It's a special. plastic mug that has a Highlander logo on it. I'm going to guess this is $30. All right. Whoa. 
That's All an right. expensive. See, this is an example. I hope it makes your coffee too. Unless yeah. it's a Decepta mug as opposed <laughs> to an auto mug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good shit. All right. Well, this is this case where I would normally bet one dollar. But instead, I'm going to bet $19.99. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So Eamon has bet $30. Kyle has bet $19.99. Actual retail price of the <laughs> Highlander Automug TM is $10. Whoa. Okay. That, so that Kyle is worth $10. I think it is worth That's $10. That's a reasonable okay. price. Yeah. Was, how about I'd, that? I'd buy that mug for $10. Sure. Or a dollar. <laughs> Both. A dollar. Yeah. Pre- preferably a dollar, I guess. Preferably a dollar. Yeah. But 10 will do. Wow. I'd rather have 10 mugs for $10. Yeah, me too. Ten Highlander mugs? <laughs> Ten Highlander mugs for $10. Yeah. Why? These Highlander mugs are emblazoned with Duncan McLeod, Mythos, Joe, and a very special <laughs> special <laughs> Scottish Highlands Duncan. A rerun. <laughs> I try to find some of this stuff on eBay, and I never, like, none of it ever comes up. It's because nobody wants to let go of their prize collections. I know. Somebody sell me a Highlander mug. Oh, David HG, one of our fans, has a Highlander mug. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How do you think these things work for, uh, you know, your teas or an iced beverage, perhaps? Oh. oh, do you think it can handle that? I don't know. How does it know it's cold to keep yeah, it cold? Yeah, that's important. How does it know? <laughs> there's a switch. Yeah. yeah, there's a switch you have to push. It's actually just high-tech German engineering. Yeah, probably. That's the only Speaking way of work. Germans. <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of Germans. <laughs> war crimes. That's blitzing, right. War on civilians. Mr. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we are talking about season four, episode 12, The Blitz. So let's run it down first. This episode... Run it down like a German panzer division. Oh, that's right. I have a weird note on... Note on my notes here. Uh, so all yeah, this info, where they belong. yeah, all this info comes from IMDb. Did anyone notice that, like in the past two weeks, the IMDb like picture has changed for Highlander the series? No. Oh yeah, it is now. I forget what the picture used to be. I think it was a picture of the, one of the, the DVD, DVD box, box sets, cut. right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who was responsible for changing the pictures that represent a show, or if it's based on some algorithm like who clicks on a logo, you know, an icon or whatever. But now, when you search Highlander the series on IMDb, it is the picture of Adrian Paul in a a leather vest with no shirt on, just a leather vest holding a katana, and it says Highlander in the movie font under him. Okay. So just I, I remember looking at it and it, it took me uh took me aback. Usually it's a picture of him with the sunglasses, right? Oh yeah, that's been there too. Yeah, this this is different. A lot of skin. Huh. I got a dolphin already. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I've got a Dolph Lundgren already. Alright, so the episode The Blitz. Originally aired February 5th, 1996. Mm. The director was Paolo Barsman. Uh, we last saw him do the episode Chivalry, which was, uh, what, two episodes ago? Yeah. Before that, he know, did. It's dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> Before that, he did Take Back the Night and Starcrossed. Uh, he only has one episode to go after this. So. Oh, Paolo. Oh, boy. So this is uh, the penultimate <laughs> this, episode. This is really making an impact on Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, don't you see what you're doing to him, Keith? This is killing him. <laughs> This episode was written by Maury Ravinsky, good friend of the show. I would like to apologize to him for whatever I'm about to say about this episode. Yeah, maybe don't listen to this one. (laughs) So uh, this is Maury's fifth of nine Highlander episodes. Uh, His other episodes were The Fighter was his first one. Big winner. Yeah. I like The Fighter. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. We have the script, too, which we have to do a special episode about. Oh, yeah. Um, The Cross of St. Antoine. Blackmail, Brothers in Arms. And yeah, we met him at the convention and did a special interview with him and his wife, Alicia, which is definitely worth a watch or listen. Head on over to our podcast feed or on our Facebook video page and check that out. And we have two very special projects in the work with Maury Ravinsky, and more details are going to be coming. And you're going to hear from us, David Abramowitz, Gillian Horvath, and Don Aletto about Maury Ravinsky's new book, yeah. The Heart and Other Strangers. He's a cool dude. Very cool dude. He is. 
Let's talk about guest stars. Let's do. We've got Lisa Howard. She's back again. For <laughs> back some... again. I was shocked I... when I saw her come on screen. <laughs> I was shocked by the poor decision making of her character in this episode. Yes. But also just that she was back. We already had an episode explicitly called Reunion. Yeah. And now it's this Reunion 2.0. Well, this is her last episode, so fear not. Spoiler. I know, right? Spoiler. Oh, really? This was the glorious send-off for this character? <laughs> Stay tuned to the end to see if Dr. Ann Lindsay lives or dies. She dies. Also, mm. another interesting In IMDb fact that I've written down here. I don't remember ever noticing this before, but R- Richie Ryan, next to Stan Kirsch's name on IMDb, it no longer says Richie Ryan. It says Richard H. Ryan. Weird. Am I, I really feel like I would have noticed that he had a middle initial before. Now he has a middle initial. What, what do we think his middle name is? Yeah, that's weird. Herbert? Yeah. Richard H. Richie Ryan. Highlander. Highlander. It stands for Highlander. Richard Richard Highlander Highlander Ryan. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) Richie Highlander Ryan. What could it be? This is... Oh, actually, no, this is a great question. Definitely write us in this week. Mm-hmm. And also, if you know the answer... like Don't was, send us yeah, one no, of these don't. messages. Any... Right. I, I, I kind of only want joke answers, right? Yeah. Please only give us your best joke answers. Yeah. So write us at HighlanderRewatched at gmail.com, and we will read your comments if they're funny slash good slash interesting and not uh we got some religious mail recently (laughs) it's not that we'll definitely read it on a bonus episode so what dick pics yeah no dick pics send those (laughs) send those to our private email addresses send that to Eamon's private email account (laughs) anyway so uh what's uh richie ryan's middle name send it to highlander rewatched at gmail.com this episode also stars duncan frazier isn't that weird Duncan Frazier. Yeah, the star, the main character of the show and Eamon's favorite show, yeah, Frazier. Right. <laughs> yeah, Duncan oh, Frazier. Now I'm just imagining a, ma- a generation mashup of these, of either Adrian Paul as Dr. Frazier Crane or Dr. <laughs> Frazier Crane as Duncan McCloud. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be amazing. Kelsey Grammer in a, a vestless shirt. What? I mean. <laughs> Wearing a vest with no shirt. There yeah. we go. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be, I'd be into this. <laughs> Let's write this. And he off. would reprimand him, reprimanding Richie. Yeah. Oh, Richie, oh, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> I have a picture of Kelsey Grammer in the nude, sitting at a table eating some pasta. <laughs> Why do you have this? I found it online. <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate any further than that, but it's just like a weird picture, and I don't know why it exists. That's good. Look well, it up. Uh, so this guy, Duncan Frazier, he plays the fire chief, that memorable role he's from this episode. fire chief. Fire chief, that's it. And Mr. Rehnquist in another oh, episode. What, quite the blowhard, yeah. this yeah. fire chef. I have a note fire here chef. that he was Coach Decker in Ernest Goes to School. Oh. And also, it made me realize, weird trivia about me, that's the only Ernest movie I don't own. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't own? I own all the Ernest movies. What? As in you purchased them? Yeah, I own these, yeah. Why? I I have a weird thing for Ernest, I think. There's something about, like, I know how bad it is, but there's something about me that, like, genuinely loves Ernest. When's the last time you watched an Ernest movie? Maybe, maybe like, three years ago. Three, four years ago. I watched Ernest Scared Stupid last Halloween. Wow. Were you scared stupid? Yeah, I was. (laughs) I'm actually too scared to talk about it, but I don't want the time back. All I remember... It was real dumb, though. There's, like, those stupid troll things in it, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember those trolls. I remember in one of them, Ernest gets superpowers and, like, flies around. Ernest goes to jail. Jail, yeah. Where he, there's the evil, there's sexy evil Ernest. Ernest. Yeah. 
Who else is in this episode? We got Beverly. Beverly Elliott as Karen. Ah. Uh, Karen. That know, character. That character. <laughs> yeah. Karen. I could not remember her name this entire the entire time watching this episode. Yeah. Uh, so she has like a regular role. She was on the show Once Upon a Time as Granny Lucas. Show I didn't watch, but no idea. Like That's she important. was in most of the episodes, I believe. Huh. And she played the supervisor in Unholy Alliance Part One. Oh. Don't remember that either. Nope. The supervisor. Yeah, well, I forgot Duncan Fraser was in two episodes of Highlander. Yeah. Asides from this. Asides from this. Asides yeah. from this. Uh, but in like another one, he played that? a SWAT commander. So I'm like, Is did he? Big yeah, did he get? <laughs> did he get demoted from? SWAT command, or I Is guess promoted. What chain of command has both SWAT commander and, and fire, fire chief? See, <laughs> Cooper had to do some major budget cuts. Yeah. He just sorry, switches this... his hats. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really good at this whole uh, burning building thing, but I do have to go kill a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> she was also in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Sister Act? Sister Act, which the is becoming sister, a musical, just sister, like Sister right, Act. The oh. Sister Act of the Traveling Pants. Right. And she was in Unforgiven as well, which is a good movie. Oh, that's Clint Eastwood. It's the, Mr. Clint Eastwood mm. and Morgan Freeman. This episode also stars Allison Moore. Yeah, I don't know how you say this name. M O I R. As Diane Tieran. Uh, she's an Australian accent, which you can definitely oh, hear. You don't say. <laughs> no, really? That's what that is. I thought she was from the US of A. Yeah, so did I. She was in the movie I'm Johnny shocked. Swade with uh, Brad Pitt. Johnny Pitts. So, yeah, a lot of big stars in this episode. <laughs> Memorable uh, characters. Somehow, they managed to create, like, a high-budget bottle episode. Yes! And I hate it. <laughs> but go on. No, I had that in my notes, too. I was like, is this a bottle episode? Question mark? Like, I had to use a bottle to get through it, if you know what I mean. I don't. Uh, oh, because you were watching so long, you had to pee in a bottle? Yep, I did. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what they mean by a bottle episode, mm -hmm. right? Well, let's see if we can get through the IMDb episode description. At the rate we're going, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. So here it is. While aiding victims of an explosion at a subway station, Anne is trapped when the building collapses. Duncan and Richie overhear the news on the radio, and they go to help. In flashback to World War II London, Duncan and his mortal girlfriend Diane are trapped in a collapsed subway station during the Blitzkrieg. Hmm. Well, it makes no mention of the baby that's central to this episode. The baby. But uh, it kind of sums up, considering this episode doesn't really have a plot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The YouTube is in response to the call for help after an explosion devastates the subway station. But when another explosion rocks the station and is trapped, that's it. No mentions of any of the other plot points. <laughs> the plot of this episode is just Anne is in a subway. Eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, let's, let's, uh, let's pitch that one. Anne is torn in her moral dilemma. Does she rescue Jared or let him die? Uh, let him die. Let him die. <laughs> I guess, yeah. What if you were pregnant and trapped in a subway? And the only other person in there was Jared. And he Are knew how to adult? deliver a baby, but he was also Jared from some way. Also, you're when you're adult, pregnant, you're so not you're supposed fine. to eat cold cuts. Oh, is that true? That's true. That is true. So you're really in a predicament. <laughs> yeah. you're it's like being on the ocean and not Why a water, drop of water, water to drink. drink. Yeah. Why aren't you supposed to eat cold cuts? I don't know. All the shit in them. Well, it's, uh, I think it's because like a lot of the, like the, the way they're held with the preservatives or whatever, there's a chance that they can carry bacteria because they're not being like cooked again. I think uh. that's part of the idea. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a pretty rare chance. I'm no expert. I mean, mm. 
I know about as you, much you about cold cuts about and pregnancy as I know about uh, the modeling agencies. <laughs> I feel like you know a surprising amount about cold cuts, just not a lot about pregnancy. Yeah. I know everything about pregnancy, <laughs> okay. except that. Yeah. You filled in my gap. We're all the result of one. That's so. also how you got pregnant. <laughs> not so. me. We've lived it. Yeah. I've lived it, baby. Um, Shall we talk about this episode? <laughs> Please, guys. Okay. So how's this start? It starts with some news footage. Right. I, so thought, get, I like, actually just got confused. I thought I was watching CNN. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I started yelling fake news. Oh, my Sky, my Skycam one live feed. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I don't know. Fake, fake news Skycam. Fake Skycam. They expect us to believe this was gas? I only watch real Who explosions. are they protecting? Yeah. So The Mid-City Subway Complex has been blown up for some reason. Well, they're like, is it gas? Is it chemicals? Or a terrorist bomb? And I'm like, whoa, what is this going to be? Do we ever find out? Yes. Do we? We it's do. Gas. It's a gas. It's gas, baby. How how did that happen? Whatever. We'll get to that later. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> but yeah. So this entire episode is just brought to you by ADR. Yep. This is like. I actually wonder if they even recorded dialogue the first time. Did they, <laughs> did, did they even try? Everything that happens in like this disaster scene seems like it's eighty yard. Yeah, it's just people running around. There's like a car tipped over. There's uh, a surly fire chief. Yeah. With a heart of gold. Well, as soon as I saw this fire chief in this disaster scenario, I was like, where is Stosh Kaminsky? Like, I was like, yeah. this should be the return of Stosh mm-hmm. for sure. That's the, that's the only return. Like, that would have bumped re- this episode up for me for sure. That's yeah. what Reed and I care about. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back Stosh. They going to name draft him on the phone? Uh, yeah. How good would that have been? Uh, get Stosh down here. Oh, he's on vacation. Wait, I need Stosh. to talk to him about the vicissitudes of gas yeah. <laughs> So the way this is all, like, we'll be talking about most of this episode is going to be cutting back and forth all over the place. Yeah. And... Just so everyone knows, the the script was written very differently. The script was written in bigger chunks. Like, a lot of the modern-day subway plot cut to a lot of the flashback subway plot. When they edited it, they chopped it up a lot more than that. Mm. So it was really cutting back and forth. But it was not necessarily written in that order. So just a little bit of trivia. So anyway, there's this goddamn explosion. And... Mac is listening to it. Well, first, Dan Lindsay... Shows yeah, up, and, and she talks to this guy, Mike. Who is a fake Duncan. Yeah, Bobo Duncan McCloud, <laughs> her, like, medic assistant. Right, person. and he, Anne shows up, pr- very pregnant, and wants to go in. And he's like, hey, like, who are you? And she's like, I'm a doctor, remember? And she's like, a, he's like a pregnant one, and, like, he doesn't want her l- to let her in. This is fucking nuts that she wants to go into this thing. And if she went to her doctor... They would tell her, you need to do no fucking strenuous physical activity at eight months pregnant. Like ducking under debris. Dodging falling fucking girders. (laughs) Also, like, how does she end up in this scenario? Like, is she just casually walking by? Like, she's an ER doctor. Right. Like, they have people that are trained to go to, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't her gig right now. She has no qualifications to do this. I mean, she can do the medical part of it, but there's a lot of other things. Which means she could, like, wait outside. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's emergency rescue crews that handle this sort of stuff. And EMTs and all this sort of shit. She is not following protocol. But she needs to save these lives, Keith. These saving hands. That's right. (laughs) This is nuts. And the, the fire chief is saying, like, I need miners. We need miners to do this. Like, to drill into the I don't understand what that's subway? all about. I don't know. But it's obviously, like, a hazardous situation that's ongoing. And he doesn't even want to send anyone in, let alone... Right, because a, I guess it's so unstable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Ann argues, like, it's the, the first hour is, like, the most critical, I guess. I, I don't know. So anyway, Mac is fixing up his house. We cut 
back to his new and digs. It looks basically finished now. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of work's been done. And, they, and the floor is pink. The porch floor is pink. I think, is it outdoor carpeting? I think he has outdoor pink carpeting. Mac, terrible design choice. Yeah, not my <laughs> A lot of people in this episode making weird ch- decisions. I mean, not all of them are equal. I mean, going into a collapsing building while pregnant versus outdoor carpeting. But still shitty. They're setting up wicker furniture. Another That's interesting nice. choice. Yeah. <laughs> Mac's got the design sense of a grandmom. Yeah. yeah. That explains a lot. Well, he's he's older than your grandma. That is true. He also collects little ceramic figurines. Yeah, from all over the world. And a shot glass from every hard rock cafe. This one's from Rio. Richie wants Max Loft. Yeah, yeah he's like, oh, you going to move in here or whatever? Like, I can take your other place. Oh, I can take Pooh's place. <laughs> so, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so they're listening to the radio while they're fixing all this stuff up. And over the radio, there is the news broadcast talking about this subway explosion, right? And through this, they end up getting word. They're like, a medical team led by Dr. Ann Lindsay has gone into the building. And a like, medical, oh. team, medical team. It's two people. Two people, right. <laughs> it's, it, it should have they been. weren't authorized to be there. Yeah. It's not a medical team. How does anyone know that they're trapped if they snuck in? Lots of questions here. Yeah, like they sneak in and then it collapses. So, like, the fire chief doesn't know they're in there. I guess not. Do you think they have radio contact? They never make, they no, never make use no. of those radios. They so. do. It's, and why don't they have their radios? Maybe they do yeah. and they don't work. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they just didn't think that far ahead because, by the way, they shouldn't be in there. Because yeah. the Ann Lindsay's not just... prepared for an emergency situation like this. She hasn't been trained. Yeah. yeah. She also doesn't even seem to have any gear with her. Right. She has like a duffel bag. I don't know. The report should just be two dickheads <laughs> trapped in a subway. Mac, like, Mac is still like, I have to go. <laughs> and Mac's like, well, uh, surely I should do the same thing. So Mac says they're going to head down to the subway. And then we cut back to the subway. And Anne and Mike find a woman there, Karen, who is in need of help. Karen has a great perm. A phenomenal perm. And she'll be integral later to the plot for sure. I mean, she'll be there. She will be there. The, I think she'll she'll get an official also ran. Yeah. Yeah. So while like, they're down what's here. What's wrong with this woman? Like, she's not trapped. So she's just cowering. Yeah, is she trapped under anything? Well, if they're trapped, she's trapped. Well, they're not trapped yet. That's what's about to happen. That's why we cut back. And uh, so then there's an explosion. Now they're trapped. So Duncan only knows that the medical team went down there. They're not trapped yet. Right. Uh, now they're trapped, and that's what sets off the like opening credits. or whatever. Real Duncan McCloud's outside. Fake Duncan McCloud is down there. By the way, medical team currently has a negative one save rate at right. this point. The fire chief tells Mac and Richie, because they drive up there like it's no big deal. Like they, they just, just pull right in. up, and yeah. they walk right up. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, like, also, because they're not sure at this point what caused this, right? Yeah. Nope. So why is anyone even close to this location? Like, if this was a bomb, like, you need to be evacuating, I think, the entire area, maybe? Yeah. And yeah. Certainly the entire subway s- system. Sure. Mac and Richie get turned away, but then Richie's like, oh, like, we're not going to be told we can't go down there. We got to do it. And there's some amazing fiddling acting here. Oh, so fiddly. So the fire chief, while talking to them, needs something to do. So he reprimands one of his, like, underlings. He's like, hey, let me show you. What are you doing? Let me show you how to do that. And he takes (laughs) police tape or fire tape, I guess, and just strings it across. Like, this guy (laughs) was so incompetent. That he could not put the barrier tape up. And oh, he's like, I interpreted that differently. I interpreted that as him telling Mac and Richie to go fuck themselves. He's oh. like, oh, maybe you don't get it. And then he puts up the police uh, tape that says yeah. police line, do not cross. Oh, I don't know. He says, here, give me this, Max. Let me show you. 
And I don't. I guess it depends I, on I, if he's, I, is he saying, "Let me show you to Mac." Like, let me show you. Do not pass. Or is yeah. he saying, "Let me show you, Max, how to put up the tape." No, because then Mac, then Max is. Uh, I, I I assume he's suffered some kind of head trauma in his life that's <laughs> that's preventing him from being able to take tape from one side to another. What is this like the junior intern program? Oh. Max, is like sixteen year old kid is like, what's tape? That's how I kind of thought it was. All right, so Mac and Richie have decided they're going to, you know, make a rescue attempt. And then we're back in the subway. And at this point, there's another, like, mini explosion. Because, of course. fucking Mike gets, you know, collapsed upon. Ponytail (laughs) gets pony nailed. Ooh, that's good. So he's trapped under this giant Darkness 36, pony Pony nailed. nailed. It's a My Little Pony thing. (laughs) When they mention Anne, he's just like, oh, the pregnant one? Yeah, she went in without my permission. (laughs) Yeah, he's so blasé about The pregnant this. one. Oh, yeah, that yeah. pregnant bitch. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a great fire chief. He's so unhelpful and rude and doesn't seem to be doing anything. He doesn't even seem to be coordinating things. He spends all of his time dealing with interlopers. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe they need to back off and let him focus on his work. <laughs> well, this could be why C. Cooper is such a hellhole. I mean, like, it's such a cor- – like, at every level of government, it's completely corrupt. Corrupted, even yeah. the fire chief. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit about those people. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the take from the terrorists not to put out the fire. <laughs> so Mac and Richie make their way down, and Mac concludes that this is a gas. This is the clip at the top of the episode. Yeah. And yeah. Mac is like, because Richie's like, well, what caused this or whatever? And Mac is like, it was gas. But I'm, I don't know how that's determined. I mean, I don't know anything about this. Uh, it's not determined. Well, let me phrase that. He says it. We're supposed to accept it. Right, right. It's okay. utter bullshit. Okay. Yeah. It is complete bullshit. This is good. For the reasons that follow. One, okay, there's a gas explosion. That's not inconsistent with it being a terrorist attack or something like that. Or I'm not sure exactly what cues him into the fact that there's gas. His sole experience and the experience we are about to see is at some point he is in a room where there is gas. So his the sole right, his right. experience yeah. is that he has fucking smelled gas before. That and- is it. By the way, that we have no evidence that the building he's trapped in in the past collapses because of gas. We know it collapses because Germans are dropping fucking bombs. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. In there the past- are bombs going on, and then it's like, and then there's also gas. It's completely insane. <laughs> <laughs> this makes no sense. And I kept on waiting for an explanation of how he would know, and it does not come. Yeah. So England, World War Two. They called it. They called it the Blitz. The Blitz. The Blitz. Flashback. Amen. Tell us what's going on here. We're in London in 1940 at the Savoy Hotel, and Winston Churchill is in a suite negotiating with French and Dutch people, says a radio person that's Sorry. conveniently set up there to narrate like what's at the going bar, on. Right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's like something they sometimes do in this, where they sometimes just like randomly peg it to something yeah, or someone. For- yeah, they put like a famous person right in there. But it's, like, not actually part of it. Mm-hmm. It's actually relevant that he's there. This plays nothing into the episode. Also, for a place where Winston Churchill is, there's, like, six people in this hotel. Yeah. Anyway. And would they be broadcasting that on the radio just out of curiosity? Hey, Germans. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you want to... Bomb know, here. Right, you've been bombing every night. We're at the Savoy Hotel. Yeah. Where it's not just Churchill, but also French and Dutch diplomats That's, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So if you want to kill, like, ten VIPs, I got the guy. <laughs> at the Savoy Hotel. Mac shows up, and he's, like, James Bonding it. He's in a tux, and he has his hair all slicked back. Mm -hmm. Diane is talking to a bunch of military people. Right, and she's an American reporter. 
You stationed yeah, for there. Alleg- for some reason. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly American. <laughs> She's got such an accent that she can't conceal, like, at all. And it keeps coming through. Whenever she says her A's, it's real. Oh, yep. my. It's at some point, dicey. I was like, does she have an accent or a speech impediment? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe an accent that conceals a speech impediment? So then she spies Mac from across the way, and she ditches this boring conversation to go hook up with Mac. Right. Well, about, she assumes. Sorry. She's talking about Montgomery and, like, oh, old monty she's talking with like some oxford jagoffs and then just walks away to go flirt with mac right and she's assuming that mac is a spy she's like come on you've got like mi5 written all over you what's your role in all this and he's like no i was in somerset looking at horses or whatever over the weekend like that's where i've been i mean is mac actually a spy or is mac some bizarre free agent like that is not working for anyone but like on the side of good so to speak he's a spy yeah? Yeah. Like an official capacity? Because we've seen in the other flashback with uh, the return of Amanda. Yeah. Like he was right. smuggling people out of, or he had plans that he was smuggling out with that physicist yeah. or whatever. Like he was clearly working as a spy. Is there such a thing as like an unlicensed spy? I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, I don't know if he's just like, quote unquote, like a freedom fighter and is doing what he can. Right. Or is he really employed by like the British government? I could buy that when he's just doing his stuff in France, he's just wearing a freedom fighter hat. Right. Like, that yeah. seems like something you can do. Oh, yeah. Relatively unchained. But he's also got contacts because there's a guy who comes up and goes, like, Oh, how were the horses? <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> so clearly he's got contacts with the British that, you know, he's not just on his own. So, yeah, I do think it's probably fair to say he's a spy. There we go. All right. So then we get some sirens going off, some air raid sirens. Uh, and so the guy on the microphone, the MC, talks about like the Fuhrer is once again paying an uninvited call. So we're going to suspend our broadcast and like everyone's going to go to the shelter. Or Until he calls his hooligans home. Yes. He calls Nazis hooligans. <laughs> hooligans. Yeah, that's what they are, right? Yeah. That's, that's like something that Trump calls the Charlestons, like yeah. rallyers. These rapscallions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were fine people and a couple hooligans. I'll give yeah. them that. Goddamn <laughs> Nazis. Hooligans on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Diane is very headstrong, and she wants to like keep reporting. Reporting what? That there, I know we're like, being bombed. We're being yeah. bombed. Look we're at the bombs. Look at what exploded. exploded. Yeah, I can't explain. Uh, like report on this in ten minutes after it's over. Yeah. Like I don't she know. She wants to bring the radio equipment. To the roof of the and, hotel. And she's trying to convince Dick Van Dyke, the radio <laughs> yeah. operator, to do it. He, his response is to like, oh, chim chim churri. <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy's accent is off the chain. I already switched the chimneys up there. <laughs> so he won't do it. Right. But, but Mac will But Mac will yeah. help out. He's like, oh, I think I can figure this out. If an immortal is, like, hit by a bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and blown. Blown the smithereens. Like, they're done, right? I guess so, yeah. yeah. I think that counts as a decapitation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, like, kind of slips over the bar. I thought that was kind of cool. I had that in my notes, too. I said, cool yeah. move. And it's, yeah. like, not the craziest thing. He just kind of nope. slides over the bar. But I'm like, yeah, do it with style. It was so natural. Yep. Very James Bondian. I think he would have been the perfect James Bond. <laughs> Can we talk about the look of, like, the costumes and stuff? We haven't really addressed yeah. that. They're really good. Yeah, this uh, this looks, well, this right now looks pretty good. There's some yeah. s- sketchy stuff later. <laughs> what, I mean, like, two seconds from now? <laughs> yeah, when... yeah, That's why I wanted to mention it now before it goes off the rails. This all looks good. These aren't, like, elaborate costumes. They're tuxedos, nice dresses. But, like, I get put into this period very quickly, which it looks is good. good. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. good. It looks great. And then they go up onto the neon roof, mm-hmm. and we get to see some scenes of London being bombed. 
lots of stock grainy stock footage mm-hmm. and like also weird, weird green almost screen? cgi or green screen yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what's why they're doing point, this is there like a model boat i think blown, it was a model a boat, model boat that's yeah. blown up? Th- yes this looks bad but i thought for tv it wasn't that bad for like the 90s the scope of this episode is maybe bigger than it needs to be i'll say that wildly (laughs) bigger than it needs to be like i don't need stock footage of planes and all that sort of stuff like the gist of this all gets communicated on the ground level i don't need to see planes dropping bombs right yeah and i think it does a disservice their eyes were bigger than their stomach yeah that's for sure on this yeah i have a weird theory because we see this in the next two episodes i'm kind of curious if they got like a new video editing console (laughs) this and the next two episodes seem to rely on a lot of like new video effects that we've never seen before like lots of superimposed things and like yeah and i was like huh like did they just finally either learn how to do it did they get some new software that let them do this stuff well this entire sequence is like brought to you by cross dissolves that's yeah. coming up like they're about oh spoiler they're about to fuck and uh it's just a series of cross dissolves of them making out well it's let's like talk 10 about in a row Let's talk about this bombing that happens. There's yes, a speech. Please. So this woman, uh, Karen. Nope, yeah. Diane. Diane. Sorry, yeah. Karen's this the memorable woman. character. Yeah. Diane Feinstein. So uh, she gives an. Ins- I, this speech is well, like she's terrible. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, for, let's get that out of the way first. She's not good. And the war is coming. Like this is supposed to be like a rousing, inspiring speech. Like the music during this scene isn't that bad. It's like movie score-esque. The content of this speech is nonsense. <laughs> a good actor could make this work sure. on some level. Yeah, Not it's, this uh... person. And her accent is distracting. It's so nuts. Mr. Hitler, the beer is warm, food inedible. This is still England! She also says, and Big Ben is still ticking. That's not Big Ben. The bell inside the clock tower is Big Ben. The clock uh. is just called the clock tower. So, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, that just, like, capped this whole thing off. So my message to you, Mr. Hitler. Even the New York Times doesn't call him Mr. Hitler. Mr. Hitler. There's only two people they won't call Mr. or Miss. It's Hitler and Osama bin Laden. Which they, which Interesting. They, which they... No, their, their editorial board met and, like, stripped them of the minor honorary of that, uh, that is Mr. That's, that's wow. good. And, like, everyone else gets a Mr. <laughs> so, anyway, so she reports on all this stuff. I don't know if this feeds into the David Abramowitz philosophy that death is an aphrodisiac. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, because I'm sure lots of people just died and they're like, yeah, yeah let's then, do it. What do they do, Avon? So after the speech, Mag is like, you did good. Now let's make out and then have sex. They <laughs> fuck on a roof. Yeah. Can we just play this While clip? While buildings... Sorry, can, we, can we play the speech clip? Sure. I think we should actually play the speech yeah. clip. Sure. Let's do it. Because I, I don't think our memory of this did justice to just how cuckoo bananas it is. It's insane. Good evening. This is Diane Taran on the rooftop of the Savoy Hotel. Once again, Hitler is displaying his madness with indiscriminate bombings in the heart of London. At this very moment, I am here to report on the fires, on the bombs, on the attacking planes. As I'm standing here, the enemy continues to pound this city, as they have for months, striking at the greatest landmarks without honor or remorse. What I really want to tell you is that through it all, this is still 
London. I can see the towers, moonlight on the surface of the Thames, Parliament is still standing, the palace is untouched, and Big Ben is still ticking. So, Mr. Hitler, the beer is warm, the food inedible, this is still England. There aren't enough bombs to undo that, so my message is to the Nazis. I was dancing when you got here, and I'll be dancing when you're gone. Ugh. She wasn't dancing. Landmarks. <laughs> she was not dancing, she when, was you not got dancing. dancing when you got here, first off. Also... So she just sounds like she's the, rambling, and uh, <laughs> uh, the, the 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 moonlight and and uh, striking the bombs without honor. <laughs> also, she's not here to report anything because she reports that this has been going on for months, and her reports are just not anything specific. It's, there no. are bombs. There are fires. There is pummeling. <laughs> yeah, like no shit. Yeah. Also, didn't notice this until just now. Her mouth is also not synced up with the speech. So fuck yeah. this. Ah. They're also this... having sex in front of a mural of a horse, by the way. Yeah. Like a weird race yeah. horse. A rooftop mural. I guess it's, it's maybe an ad. animal. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, so, this sex scene was like hotter, and they cut it out or something. Yeah. Apparently, this was so steamy they had to like cut most of it out. Yeah. What? There's barely anything in it. So like. I don't even know what what was what happened. There did, must have been they, a lot. I mean, they had that Nia Peebles sex scene, which is like ooh. very <laughs> explicit. I was gonna say it was strange that they put a, a rim job on, <laughs> on network television, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know what are they talking about. Duncan's like they called it the Blitzkrieg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what that's what he calls his. They called something else the Blitzkrieg too just now. Ooh, is that actually because it's so fast? Because Max like a three stroke joke. <laughs> <laughs> So they call it the Blitz Creek. Okay, so after all this it's nonsense, over we're before you know it. Back downstairs in the hotel room lounge or whatever, and Diane and Mac are dancing. Oh, I guess no. Now they are dancing. Now they are. Dancing. Now they are dancing. There's some sultry saxophone music playing that mm-hmm. I guess they're imagining. Yeah, maybe it's probably not over the radio. I mean, I guess it. Could I mean, be, most, but... I think it's fair to say that most music that we hear in the show is not actually playing but they are dancing to it yeah Yeah. maybe they are imagining it also i'd like to point out they're having like romantic kissy conversation here and diane's like do you believe in fate duncan and mac is like sometimes and diane goes i do i think this whole war happened just so we could meet that's and it's like crazy. <laughs> fuck self- you, fuck you, Diane. This yeah. is the most self-absorbed thought anyone has ever had. I just wrote, I know, huh? I, <laughs> I know that millions, millions of people are going to die, but at least I got to kiss a cute boy. Yeah. <laughs> At least I got to dance with Mac. Yeah. The Holocaust. (laughs) Like, this happened just so I could be. Even just that one night of bombing is enough to be like, that's despicable. Yeah. (laughs) Ugh. So anyway, so Harry, Harry shows up to you, Mister Hitler. Yeah, thank you for introducing me to Duncan McLeod. I really owe you in some ways. (laughs) Whoops. Uh, so Harry shows up. He's like the radio operator, producery guy. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. So he comes it's up like and... tail is between his legs. You're so brave, miss. <laughs> There's a dry eye in the place. 
Not a dry eye in the place. I, um, I assume that's because a sprinkler went off. Yeah. <laughs> or it's all that gas getting in people's eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, not the gas. chemicals. He was hallucinating. That's why. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the hotel room that they're staying in a little later. Diane's talking about how peaceful the city is now after the bombing. Max kind of chiding her about taking risks. And she's like, I take the same risks you do. Is it because I'm a woman? And Mac doesn't let on that. No, it's because he's immortal. Right. Well, she diffuses this conversation. By saying, take me. <laughs> yeah, when she says take me, it's in reference to, like, going somewhere. But she says the line as she flops down on the bed and is like, and take like, me. Spreads. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh boy. Oh, is this the one that got cut or is it the other one that got cut? Oh, good question. Oh, you think they My do it again here? One. Yeah. Because also, this is the second time they have sex in, like, the last two minutes. Right. We get to see this twice. It's like, oh, did you forget that they have sex? Because they do. Oh, no, I didn't forget. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How could I forget? So we, she wants to go see the subway or whatever, right? Is that what she wants to go see? No. What does she want to see? She doesn't want to see anything. Where does she want to go? Well, she Chunk wants- is like, you want to go sightseeing in the middle of the, the blitz? In the middle of the war? Yeah. What? No, I think she wants to walk around town. Well, they are walking around town, but then the air raid signal goes off. Right. So it wasn't subway, a subway-specific tour. Yeah. Excuse me. The tube. The tube. Uh, so after the scene, we now cut back to the present, and we're in the wreck station, and... They find an injured little boy. Right. And so the purpose of this little boy is to, as usual, get Richie out of the plot as quickly as possible, because... Well, you need a, a Richie-diffusing device. Yeah. Right. A Richie-diffusing <laughs> device. So they find RDD. this kid... RDD. <laughs> And then Richie wraps him in a coat and he's like, I'll take care of this guy. You continue further in and find Dr. Ann Lindsay. Uh, we haven't said it yet. Dr. Ann Lindsay. There it is. There he is. <laughs> Dr. Ann Lindsay. Dr. Ann Lindsay sounds like she dates uh, Dick Van Dyke, the radio opera. Wasn't a dry eye in the place. Now we are back in the part of the subway tunnel where Ann is with Karen and Mike. And Mike is going bonkers because he's, like, getting crushed to death. So does he die or not? He dies, right? He does. I was not clear on when that happened when I was watching it. Yeah. It's strange. All I want to say is... Because they just kind of forget about him. All I want to say is, uh, you know, Dr. Ann Lindsay, that blood on your hands isn't from giving birth. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's because fake Max blood is on your hands. Fake Max blood. For this medical team that you apparently lead. Ugh. That she didn't seem like she was leading. No, it seemed like this like ponytail really wanted to go in, and she was like, "Okay." So anyway, work on your team building. That's right. Uh, she so, injects him with some shit. Yeah, also. some sort of I don't know uh, heroin. Yeah, maybe I don't yeah. know. It's some sort of like <laughs> they're both drug addicts. <laughs> maybe we can score in this that's, that's, abandoned. <laughs> that's actually they're looking for scrap metal. <laughs> that's why she delivers prematurely. Yeah, <laughs> it's because she's a drug addict. Yeah, that's right. So she starts getting labor pains. Right. right. And so now she's freaking out. Karen with her perm so is Mike, maybe yeah, holding so the situation is dying together. While she's giving birth. Right. Oh, and Mike, in this scene, he does die. She's like, Karen is like, come on, stay with us. Oh, God, he's dead. He's dead. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. Oh, God in heaven, help us. <laughs> We're all going to die. Jeez, thanks, Karen. Yeah. Positive outlook. Also, yeah. just side note, this might be a mechanical element that I'm missing. Why are they trapped? Are they trapped? Or at this point, are they just stuck because she's giving birth and he was under a beam? I guess oh, maybe. they're just stuck. Because, because yeah. I didn't, it didn't occur to me that Mac did anything to rescue them. Right. No, he just, like, kicks around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, like, appears. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a good point. So, well, like, like, they could have just walked out at any time? Karen should have bailed. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Eamon. Yes. You're a highly talented, skilled artist. Do you have anything out there that uh, showcases your dope work? Well, I do, Kyle. Funny you should ask. I it have... is funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let's treat this as funny as it is. You can give us... <laughs> what can we get? hey you can get a set of five Highlander character magnets. Five? Are there even five characters in Highlander? <laughs> There is. I was as surprised as you. So we have our Duncan McLeod. Ooh, he's the hero. We have Amanda. Oh, she's the hero. We Hi. have Joe. Not quite the hero, but all right. He's one of them. Jo- he's the great, though. I'm a watcher. We have <laughs> Mythos. Ooh, sometimes like friends, sometimes enemy. Yeah, he's a little trickster like Loki from the Avengers movies. And we recycle a character, Duncan McLeod. <laughs> but he's a flashback Scottish Duncan. Ooh, when he's like all barbarian fine. He's all barbarian duck. Does he like use his rage? He does. When he like rages, does he get like plus two to attack rolls and mm-hmm. like damage sure. resistance to bludgeoning attacks or something? That's right. These are D and D fifth edition jokes uh, that have nothing to do with our magnets. But where can we find fifth these edition. things? Fifth edition. Yeah, you better believe there's a fifth edition. Five magnets. Yeah, That's one right. for each. One edition for each magnet. That's right. You can find these magnets on Etsy by searching Highlander Rewatch, or we have a store on our Facebook page. Oh, is that what happens when you push that shop now button? That is. That makes a lot of sense. That's so convenient. And these. Five magnets are only $15 for the whole kit and caboodle. Whoa, Eamon, as an artist, like if you were going somewhere and just like buying like one print, mm-hmm. how much would that cost? That would be like $15 at minimum. Oh, and you're getting five separate things and they're fully functional as magnets? That's right. That's nuts. What kind of value is that? And where do the proceeds for this whole thing go? Like, surely, like to build your art empire or something. This supports this very podcast oh, that you're this, listening to. This very one? Right dear now. boy. This very one, my dear boy. That's a incredible so if i'm a huge highlander fan and i've just been like enjoying our free content for mm-hmm. like the three years we've been doing this thing mm-hmm. i can buy these magnets to support it that's right oh i should probably stop being a freeloader and do that do it today all right so now we cut back we're in the flashback again and we're in a theater and we get a newsreel. And we get to hear the fight them on the beaches. We will fight them in the, you know, the famous Churchill speech. But this is definitely not Churchill, though, right? I didn't think it was. Like, I didn't think this was, like, the real audio. I thought it was, but I don't really know. I don't know either. Hmm. Hmm. Winston Churchill? The other oh, one. that's what I was... It's a diff- different Churchill. Never uh, mind. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually just thought you were talking about a place where a church is. Yeah, Churchill. <laughs> well, that comes in deliverance. That's yeah, right. There's a, the, there is a Churchill in that. Yeah. Why is this here? Just to fill time? And, like, to give us historical context of World oh. War II, which, oh, I, I finally know what that war was about. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Well, you know, he was at the Savoy. <laughs> oh, right. So, of course, we have to pay yeah. that off some way. Also... What the fuck happens to the next scene? So now they're like walking down an alley, and Diane's like, "You think Churchill's right that they'll always be in England?" And Mac is like, "Yeah, count on it." And she's like, "But the Nazis are destroying it like one night at a time. Like, how much more can it take?" It's like your goddamn speech last night was all about how like England perseveres and London's still here, and you will never crush us, Hitler. And now she seems to be doubting all of that. Or maybe she's just a liar. <laughs> maybe yeah. she's a liar. She did it for ratings. Fake news. <laughs> yeah, fake, fake news. news. <laughs> 
this is weird. And Max like, it survived a plague. It could survive anything. Oh, the way you just make history come alive. <laughs> a little too on the nose. Yeah. It's, very it's like you're immortal or something. <laughs> oh, and she also says you have a gift aside from the one I already know oh, about. Oh. So more confirmation about Max giant dingaling. <laughs> yeah. Giant dingaling. What did you call it the other day? His uh, bingle bangle. Bingle bangle. Cowabunga. And at some point, I don't know how she says it, but it prompted me to write... Hitler spelled with spelled L U U U U U U U U Hitler Hitler indiscriminately bombing without honor. Is she talking about my stand-up routine? Ooh. So, Mac, Mac, what are you also doing in your stand-up routine that you're failing without honor? Just being there. Oh boy. She says, "Yeah, that you make history come alive." And then she's like, "You should really like teach or something." I think that's. I guess supposed to be a reference to like that Mac eventually becomes a teacher. I don't know. Maybe in the present. In the present, he's currently a teacher. He finally takes her up on her advice yeah. about uh, seventy-five years later. Years later. <laughs> and then it gets serious, and she's talking about what their future will be. Are you only with me because of the adrenaline? Yeah. yeah. Again, this uh, death as an aphrodisiac. And also, Mac has great admiration for the English here, which she calls out, and she's like, "Hey, yeah. what's about? Th- what's that about?" And he doesn't really answer it. I don't think. Mm-mm. And I'm like, "Yeah, what is that about?" Like. Because we've had this come up in the past. Like, why is he helping the British? In it? Like, why is he... Yeah. At some point, he switches to, like... He's he's pro-English. Yeah, pro-English. Maybe he's just a collaborator. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. So, the air raid sirens go off again. Mac talks her into going into a shelter. Right, like, she wants to stick around. and it's Again. Like, yeah, and Mac's like, you don't even have a radio this time. Like, yeah. what is your deal? Like, do you Although, have a death wish? I don't even have a speech written this time. <laughs> yeah. The beer is warmer than it was yesterday. <laughs> the food is still inedible. <laughs> I haven't actually eaten this whole time. I'm dying. But she just wants to be a witness, I guess, so she can yeah. report on it later. Uh, so, they run off to a shelter, and I guess it's below in the uh, the underground there. I remember this, like, scene so vividly. Like, them running running getting trapped down here it's like burned into my brain it gets bombed while they're running down the stairs this looks pretty cool I it thought. does look good yeah yeah uh and so they get trapped on their way to the underground they had a location where it had steps going into like a tunnel and the ceilings were high so they could like keep the debris up there and somehow make it all fall yeah. so it looked like the debris mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of cool yeah it was cool even like the bombed out subway that yeah. looks great. Yeah. No, there's some nice sets in this. Yeah. Like, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look fake. Like, this could easily look, like, really fake. Yeah. Like, like I'm sure most of this stuff is, like, styrofoam blocks, but I never yeah. got the impression I was looking at, like, spray-painted plywood and styrofoam. Yeah. Like, the rocks in Highlander 3 look worse than this. <laughs> oh, in the cave? Yeah. Yeah. Not hot. Nope. Na, 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 ka, no, hey. 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 <laughs> it's like a lounge singer. Hey. <laughs> Na 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 Kano, hey. That's actually what was going on with the Savoy. Yep. So now they're trapped, and Diane goes to light a cigarette, and Mac is like, oh, hold on. I smell gas. Do not do that. Yeah, I, I don't know how all this works. Like for a gas explosion, like there there ha- can't be air, right? Like, I mean the whole place needs to pretty much get filled with gas, like a lot of gas, right? I don't know how yeah, that, that there just needs to be enough, like there just needs to be some critical like amount mass, mass of gas in the air so i guess here's my question it's like the, it has to be like devoid of right right anything that isn't gas at some point later well spoiler alert this is my question is she dies like because they run out of oxygen right yeah they suffocate right do they suffocate like does all the air get replaced with gas like how much gas can you breathe in before you die like i, I was kind of curious like is she really dying from the gas inhalation 
Or is there really no air? Or, I mean, it doesn't matter. She did. Or it could just hit a point where the percentage every breath you take of oxygen versus the the gas hits a point where you start to suffocate. Even if there was, theoretically, if there was no gas, enough air that you could continue breathing. Right. Your per-breath intake might cause you to pass out. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You know. Weird thing to think about. Great. Good job, Keith. All right, so we cut to the present. I like this transition. It's honestly nothing special, but like, there's some sparks or some shit, and that transitions from the past to the present. Although I guess if they're like, but those sparks must be in the present, not in the past, because if it sparked, the whole place would explode. Yeah, because yeah. in my notes, I'm like, oh, Actually, it's cool that they took an element like uh, the sparking from the past is the same sparking in the present, but it can't be from the past, can it? But still- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Anne's having this baby, right? Yeah, and it's coming eight weeks early. Yeah, I don't know enough about babies or whatever. Like, that's very early, right? Yeah. That's two months early. So, like, she will give birth and this baby will have trouble surviving, right? Like, right away? It would need to. I don't know. They'll have to go to, like, intensive care or something. But it's, like, a viable kid. Yeah. Viable kid. Viable kid. Viable man. I mean, it'll have to be in, like, an incubator. Right, yeah. That's kind of what I imagined, that it needs to be put in a tube. Yep. So Karen's there to help out. She's the only competent She's person. She's like, trust in this me, hon. Yeah. She's had four of her own. How does that qualify you to deliver a child in any way? It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> okay, cool. Just make it sure. Unless she did it all by herself alone. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose yeah. in some way she's qualified then. I've I've given birth alone in a barn many times. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Richie brings the kid out to the fire chief. Right. And the fire chief is just like, What the fuck? I told you to stay out. Yeah. I just saved that kid. I just saved that kid. So Richie then goes to try to come back down. The chief is not having it. And he's like, no, come with me. I can show you where they are. Right, but he doesn't know where they are. No, he doesn't. (laughs) He only knows where that kid was. Who is now gone and safe. (laughs) Gone. But then this blowhard police chief melts his heart by giving him his own jacket and hat. Richie's a big boy now. Yeah, but he gets to play fireman. <laughs> and he's like, there goes the best goddamn firefighter I've I ever, ever saw. saw. <laughs> Godspeed, kid. I don't know, but my note just says when he puts it on, fuck this. All right, so Anne's still down there giving birth to this baby. She's doing her breathing. Do you think she's taking Lamaze classes? Do they prepare you with what to do if you're giving birth in an underground bunker while your friend just died by hitting, getting hit by a beam? <laughs> Is there a like scenario. a specific kind of breath you're supposed to do? Hoo-ah, hoo-ah. I don't know. This there's right. the old Bill Cosby. <laughs> the Bill Cosby routine? Yeah. Where do the quaaludes fit into that? <laughs> yeah, you know what makes that's childbirth she, easier? Quaaludes. Go really relax into it. <laughs> yeah. It's a lewd dude. Quaalude dude. So Richie heads down, and I guess he joins a team. Like there's, It seems like he's going down there by himself, I thought, like the way this is shot. I was like, he's just going to let him go down by himself? That's now irresponsible. Yep. But then Richie, at the end of the episode, shows up with like a bunch of and other people. And he has people. people. Yeah. yeah. He's got goons. I got people. Yeah. They say on the radio, <laughs> a volunteer fireman led a team named Richard Ryan. Richard yeah. Ryan. Richard H. Ryan. Richard H. Ryan. <laughs> Richard. Wanted in Seacouver and Paris for... <laughs> for Various crimes. Oh, maybe after this episode, he got the middle name Hero. Oh. <laughs> uh, Hero Ryan. So back in the subway, Mac is looking around, and he's yelling for Anne, and Anne hears him. And so, yay! So Anne knows Mac is coming. So we now cut back to the flashback. Mac is saying that, like, oh, you know, someone's going to dig us out in the morning or whatever. He's failing to successfully dig them out from where he is. Right. And... 
she's starting to get like sadder and sadder. She's getting, she's like, I don't really want to die. And she's like, you're supposed to like say something like, buck up, we're not going to die or whatever. And Mac is not being super yeah. uh, supportive of in this scenario because I think he knows how dire it is. Die her. Die her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's talking about like, a doll that her aunt got her. This story doesn't make I, any I sense. I chalk this to up me. to her being delirious. Yeah. Or at least I choose to. Is that what this was? Like, no, I don't think it is, sense. but I hate I it. I did wonder that. I was like, is any of this real? Like, what is she talking about? I had to like rewind it, and it doesn't make sense to me. She starts talking about her aunt's like idyllic life and how she in Colorado was wanted it? it. Yeah, yeah. So Max, this, I all these bozos who told me I'd get myself killed. Get you some bozo. And then they start talking about Gothic Colorado. There's these weird descriptions. Yeah, and then they cross dissolve to images of Colorado at some point, and, and like flowers, and yeah. it's like very like oversaturated, like it's very dreamlike. Uh, yeah. And also when she's talking about this, like the camera pans over. To like a metal sheet, like it's like a mirror, and so it's all like very fuzzy. And I was like, "This is done for some symbolic reason." I wasn't entirely sure what it was because then it just pans back over. But the thing that's really sad is, you know, she's like, "I don't have any regrets." Like, at least we're gonna go through this together. And it's like, oh, she like, says the line, "I fantasized about us dying together," <laughs> and I was like, "Excuse me, what does that mean?" I well, fan- she's got some weird fucked up. I mean, she believes the entire war yeah. was to bring them together. Oh, World War Two happened, so I could find Duncan McClellan. And then yeah. once she found him, all she did was fantasize about dying with him. She's just, she's like, "This is the perfect murder suicide I've always dreamed of." <laughs> uh, but it's very sad because. Mac cannot die with her right in this moment he should have decapitated himself on a piece of debris yeah <laughs> right also, in front of her and really freaked her out before she yeah. died yeah. <laughs> also bad news they were headed for some rocky roads because uh she wanted to have six kids and max just like gulp yeah also she has a fantasy boyfriend named george <laughs> mr right mr george we cut back to the present Mac is there now with Anne, and they're working on breathing. Karen's like ready to catch the the football, as it were. Her hair, like I was, Karen is scary looking. Right? Like, <laughs> I, she's terrifying to me. Her hair, her hair is all. I don't know. It's out of control. It's permed. It's permed. That's your takeaway from this scene. Yeah. Cool. Karen's hair. <laughs> There's not much to talk about. There's not much to talk about. At least Mac has some kind of medical training, but he she does not and does not want him down there yeah. dealing with this situation. <laughs> He's she's like, no, just like don't use your medical training, just hold my hand. And she wants Karen to birth her baby. Cool. So a lot happened in this episode. Oh boy. So yeah, then we're back in the flashback. Again, like this is now cutting back and forth, back and forth very quickly. So Kyle, tell us what happens next. So they decide to set up like this past and present montage with the song, We'll meet again, don't know where, don't know when, while she is dying. Diane. Diane is dying in the past. Diane is dying in the deep, distant past. Meanwhile, the baby is also being born so there's this weird juxtaposition of what's going on underground in a better episode i'd say that was symbolic (laughs) 
Well, I mean, I think it is supposed to be symbolic, but it made me wonder, is, like, the idea of we'll meet again, like, re- is this some reincarnation shit? Like, I was just like, what is That's this? Cross, the dead woman cross-dissolves into that baby. Yeah. Or is it, like, uh, Twilight, where they imprint? Oh, And yeah. at the end, that werewolf imprints on a baby, and it's creepy as shit. Some real deep Mormon parable garbage. <laughs> <laughs> parable garbage. Yeah, so Diane dies. And, 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 Mac, and Mac passes out as well. And yeah. eventually we see, like, rescue crew do show up the next day mac revives and he checks the pulse of diane and she did she did she did but yes yeah, so and then you know there's the hike karen catches the baby even what's uh dr ann Lindsay name the baby mary after duncan's mother oh not the mother of christ yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the mother of christ not the mother of christ and although got- i don't know if that was intentional that duncan's mother's name that mm. Mother Probably, Mary. maybe. Anne got Duncan's mother's name from Joe and not Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't they date for a while? Yeah, but Mac's a bad oh, boyfriend. It's yeah. He can't even tell Richie in chivalry that the woman he's dating has murdered people. Yeah. <laughs> he's not free with sharing his uh, ancestors' names. Yeah. So at this point, Richie Ryan shows up with a bunch of other medical crew and fire people or whatever. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah. They're rescued. <laughs> yeah, they're rescued. That's great. Right. Were you ever worried about them? I wasn't. No. I was very worried. Mm. Okay, so now the denouement of this episode. Great. Where uh, do we end up, Kyle? Well, Mac, we've we've been on a journey with Mac for months, weeks of him rehabbing this house. Well, it's time for Robert hit the road. What's he going to do with that house? He's going to give Anne the keys to the house. She keys to the it, castle. He gives it to Proud Mary, and it's odd. This feels like such an odd thing tacked onto the episode. Like I just felt like the pacing just felt what, weird. I was like, the, oh, and now this. What is the deal with these people? <laughs> no, no, no. What the, deal be, what the fuck is going on here? Anne is like, I can't be with you, Duncan, even though you want to raise this child, but I am going to give the kid your mother's name. Yeah. Which is weird. And then I'm going to live in a house that you built for me. But stay the fuck out of (laughs) this kid's life. What is this? Like, she cares enough about Duncan to name the baby after his mother. It's bizarre. Also, he just gave her a house that he bought for what? Like $723,000 or something like that? And it was a hole when he bought it. So let's say he probably put $100,000 worth of work into it that's boosted its value by probably triple that. So he just gave this kid like a million dollar house in 1998 bucks. And she accepts it, which is weird. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's weird that she accepts it. I mean, would you not accept it? I don't know. It's just strange. They have an odd relationship. To say the least. And now she's just gone. Yeah, you know, you just gave me a million bucks and that's that. Bye. I'll be off the show now. Also, she's not broke. She's not your, like, prototypical single mother who's, like, you know, going to be scraping to get by. She runs an ER in a major city's hospital. She probably makes, like, 300 grand a year. She's not hurting. Yeah. Man. I don't know. Well, it was very nice of Duncan. (laughs) I guess. Also, but then can we talk about the weird turn this has? Also, is this convenient for her to get to the hospital? Does she actually want to live there? Is she just going to turn around and resell it? Give the kid a goddamn savings bond. (laughs) Boy, yeah, or one of those uh, accounts for college educations that grow tax free over time, or something. Do you think this is Max like grand gesture that like take me back? Like, do you think he ever thought that would be a possibility? No, I think we would have seen some element of that here if they did. Yeah, I mean, they address it at the end. Like Richie's like, "Well, why did you do it?" And it was like just to see her face. 
yeah. make a surprise expression. It's like, oh, okay. But can we talk? Like, Matt gives her the keys. They walk up to the house, and then the camera pans down, and there's like Brahms lullaby playing, and a bear creeps me out. in this little yeah. swing. It's like, what the fuck is this? It's is like this a horror to show. Be ominous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is ominous. And I was like, oh my god, is this the end of the episode? Like, what a creepy end. Oh, Matt kills the child. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bless it was this worth child. it. For, it was worth it for the look of surprise at yeah. the end. I also got you some dogs. <laughs> they came with the house. <laughs> They're real aggressive. <laughs> and Don't worry, I'm the dog general or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the dog general. Uh, isn't that a, a major dollar store chain? <laughs> dog, yeah, general. dog general. All right, so then we then get this like montage after the creepy bear, and it's like this just flashbacks weird. of Anne, Anne being like, I'm pregnant, you're not the dad, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And also like Anne getting hit by, what's his name? The Nazi? Yeah. Damler. Damler. It's like, okay, it's weird that you chose to put all this at the end. Right. I guess to signal that this is her last goodbye. Yeah, like a f- everything's coming full circle. Like this has been the character's arc. Yeah, and then it d- it doesn't feel right. Like then she tells him about the time that her old friend sperm blitzed her egg. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. That's it. That's, That's the episode. It. Max says it was for the look on her face, and then the credits roll. Right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. Okay. Okay. I imagine we're gonna have a lot of thoughts on how this played out. But uh, do you guys want to play a game first? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to play a little game called Watcher Tube. That is a game where we comb the plumbingless depths of YouTube comments on various Highlander episodes. And I will read those comments to Keith and Eamon. As soon as they think they know, they will yell out what episode it is based on the probably horrible YouTube comment I'm about to read. They only get one guess per clue, though, so choose wisely. Question... The first. I want a Tessa in my life, ellipses, to comfort me with sex when I'm sad. Oh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> let's see. The Gathering. Three, two, nah, I one. Uh, this is part and parcel of the same one, so you're, I'm not going to give you extra guesses on this, but it's worth noting. First reply in agreement with that comment, especially when the when she looks like Miss Vandergroot. <laughs> Vandergroot, I like that. I am Vandergroot. <laughs> to which somebody responds, <laughs> her name is actually Vandernoot. To which someone responds, you are an idiot, but I agree with you. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what that's about, but... That's good. I want a Tessa in my life to comfort me when, with sex when I am sad. Comfort me with sex. Where did you learn that, ellipses? From the people who invented it, quote. It's a great line. I remember this line, too. Shit balls. Shit balls. Uh, family tree. Yes. Yeah, it is. Oh. It is family tree. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> the, the next one certainly would have given it away, which is the bouncer slash security guy is Peter DeLuise, whose genre fans will know is one of the major creative forces behind Stargate SG-1. Ooh. Ellipses. So that <laughs> is, Ellipses at the end. That is one point for our pal Eamon. hey Family triage. Family triage, yeah. Listen, princess, sometimes we need double stand darts because, <laughs> because we are dealing with two things, understand? Two different things. Oh, my God. 
Sometimes we need double standards. That already is does not sound it's, good. It's standards. Standards. Stand oh, isn't he? Uh, doesn't he play Richie? Yeah, standards. Standards. Yeah. Unholy Alliance Part One. No. Unholy Alliance Part Two. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Oh. WTF? Oh my God! Did Duncan give him the old two fingers to the face punch? Oh, um, the fighter? No. Oh wow! Which one is this? Two fingers to the face punch. Revenge of the Sword. Incorrect. Ah, oh. fuck. Quote, this is embassy property. We have diplomatic immunity. Not for me. Uh, McLeod the is such a badass. Yes. Yes. Oh, double finger face punch. <laughs> I like that phrase. I wonder, I wonder what the double standards are in reference to. I actually have a feeling it is in regard to the bonus comment that I'll read in a moment. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, first, I will read the final clue that would have given it away. Which is, the music from the Drakov fight reminds me of the music from Snatcher for Sega CD. What the fuck? Wow. Wow. Deep cut. I tried finding the music for Snatcher for Sega CD. At least in the 30 seconds I looked for it, I could not find it. Bonus clue. Why are all the girls on this show sluts? Oh, (laughs) boy. Ready for for the reply? Oh, boy. Are you ready? (laughs) Buckle up for the reply to this. You might think someone would be putting him this, this... gentleman in his place do you have the the screen handle of that gentleman michael crandall <laughs> michael crandall all right man made women into slaves at those times <laughs> oh my god at those times in 1995 <laughs> yeah. i don't know what that was. man what made women into slaves at those times <laughs> at those times just a reminder highlander rewatch yeah. does not endorse any of these comments <laughs> fuck all right well that was good Gross. All right. So it's tied up, Eamon. We're tied. This one's for all the marbles. This is for our very own house. Yeah. <laughs> right. And this one was chosen especially for the return of Lisa Howard. Ooh. How inappropriate Anne is for her role. In real life, a man like Duncan <laughs> oh <boy>. would never <laughs> oh oh. even look at a woman like her. Whoa! The what? director slash producer who took the decision to put her in the show <laughs> oh had a God. sort of perverted mind and what the spoiled fuck? our fun. Oh my God! <laughs> this person is a maniac. Uh, write a passage. No. Damn. What's the one? Song of the Executioner. No. It's only getting worse. <laughs> oh, God. Is it just me, or does anybody else see Annie as a total bitch? What? <laughs> she, won't, <laughs> oh my God. she won't listen. She always thinks she knows the best because she's a doctor. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't even know these people, and Duncan does. But she has seen these things, quote, a hundred times. Uh, no, you haven't, Missy. I can't stand her. How in the world did the writers think she was a good matchup for Duncan? Just because she has boobs? I think her and Richie are a better fit. He doesn't listen half the time either. Oh my god, courage. No. Damn Obsession. Yes. In my face. I beat Keith in a game. Good job, Amy. It's true. Here are the other clues if you want to really continue plumbing the depths of sick. (laughs) We should just cancel the podcast. (laughs) You ready to start barfing? I have been internally barfing this entire time. Well, actually, the one that will make you barf is actually just the the bonus clue. Oh, my God. There's two more. (laughs) These ones actually aren't as bad as I thought. So McCloud just trusts that this guy will never come after Anne just to make him suffer? Gee, I wasn't aware you could trust bad guys. I thought there was this whole concept of being a bad guy. If 
funny he gets to pick and choose when a mortal woman's potential danger because she's involved with him. What? what? That's so confusing. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah. I know David was a watcher in season two. Poor David. I hope he can find peace and come to terms with the darkness in his heart. But here's the bonus clue. Even back then, hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Is that Kehoe? Kehoe's ain't loyal. Kehoe's ain't loyal. <laughs> I, somehow I don't think those are the hoes he meant. Kehoe's so, ain't loyal. Sexism. That's you know, nuts. Well. You know, Highlander fans, maybe take a lesson from our illustrious first lady and be best. Yeah. Be best. <laughs> I like Anne. Maybe this is worth having this discussion again. Because it's literally the last time. Yeah. One last time. For one, I mean, I think she's an attractive woman. She is. She is an attractive woman. Like, Fact. All these people are always saying how ugly she is. No. She's not. No. Crazy. That's insane. She's such. She's so bad for Duncan. It's like, why? No. no. <laughs> We've talked about this so much. But, yeah, we but have... it's insane. But, like, these are comments that, like, people do think this. Like, the... Uh, clearly. I mean, like, clearly. Well, clearly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, this doesn't come up a lot on the show. This is gross. Like, I don't understand where this sexism comes from in, like, the fandom community. It's very strange and troubling to me. And, like, yeah. cool it. And, like, think about these scenarios differently. Like, having rewatched this show, like, I never remember thinking I hated Anne, but I was aware of the hate towards her by right. other fans. I think we've proven it, dare I say, on this show that, like, none of that is warranted. And Duncan is, like, a terrible, abusive boyfriend. Like, oh, yeah. Give me some rope. Give me some yeah. rope. Give me some rope. But no, he was being mind controlled by an evil dream wraith. <laughs> <laughs> that ring wraith. Uh, yeah. Really, the Nazgul can really work you over. But and then she's just, like, Dr. Snot. Like, what yeah. is all of that based on? I just think back to the time where she was like, a gun was pulled on her in Duncan's dojo. Like, Dude, that's enough. Pulled on her so like, many times. Yeah. She like, was punched by a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. No one, no one can say that. Well, actually, I shouldn't say no one can say that today because they're back. Yeah. That's true. There the are dinosaurs. People still be I was just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> just like that dinosaurs movie, they're back. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Completely unwarranted. I mean, this is a dumb episode in which Anne makes a bunch of dumb decisions, but yes. like, whatever. This episode is not like a good, a good evidence for a Anne. pro Anne stand. Well, she doesn't but do it, anything. Yeah, but it's also not evidence of her being a bad girlfriend in any no. way. Like, just I mean, like a bad mother. <laughs> yeah, just a bad mother. It's yeah. a whole different bag. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. There's nothing really wrong with Anne. So yeah, she's actually like a sophisticated customer. All right, so let's talk about this it, episode, the... guys. What's, what is there even to talk about? It's, it's like nothing a, a big goose happens. egg. Yeah. yeah, but we talked about being it being a bottle episode. So let's talk about bottle episodes. Like bottle episodes typically in TV come usually towards the end of like two thirds of the way through a season. Right, you'll get a bottle. Although I'm not so. sure how the funding for Highlander works since it was co financed. Like this is towards the tail end of the, the Vancouver episode. So yeah. perhaps they actually were tight on the North American funding. Like if it's divided that equally. So maybe that's why this exists, but it's like, it's a bizarre, who described it was you, Kyle, is a high, high, high budget, budget bottle, bottle episode. episode. Like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. They're, they're, we didn't finish describing, I guess, what a bottle episode is. So bottle episodes are 
they take place in like one setting. Yeah, like people get trapped in an elevator or they're just stuck in a room or, you know, the like that sort of thing. It takes place in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, and it's to save time on the shooting schedule, locations, all this sort of stuff. And save uh, money. Cause... Well, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's a money saving device. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like that. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, there's like they're trying to do so much with all this World War I stuff and the mm. stuff in the present with the collapsing. Well, it's interesting. On the special features, Adrian Paul talks about how this would be better as an entirely flashback episode or mostly flashback episode. And he's like, he's like, that they gave us stuff to do. He's like, in the present, we're just stuck in the subway. There's no story outside of the subway. It's like in the flashback, like there's all of London that, you know, like we're actually existing in the story in the hotel, we're in the subway, we're in the hotel room, we're walking around the streets. Like there's more there. Uh, And David Abramowitz said, this is his most disappointing episode. Yeah. He was not a fan, although he thinks it's like a good idea. He thought the script was, like, okay. He just, like, didn't think it emotionally landed at all. Like, what they were trying to do. Like, you can see what the idea was. Like, these two things run parallel. Like, it all makes sense, I feel like, on paper. Like, if somebody handed me this as an idea, I'd be like, oh, interesting. Like, that's that's okay. Like, this seems like a Highlander episode. And it's just, it's like, it seems to just, like, miss all over the place. Yeah. Everything going on in the past is like almost dead on arrival because Diane doesn't work. You're never going to be invested in that plot. But that's the other thing is there's just like, there isn't a plot. Like, they are just existing in the past and there's bombings happening around them. Like, And then they're just existing in the yeah. present. No one ha- is exhibiting any agency. No one's learning any lessons. Yeah. Nobody's do like overcoming anything really like we're just waiting for the baby to come really and i guess waiting for her to be rescued waiting like, for bobo duncan mcleod to die yeah <laughs> so yeah i don't it's just very strange like there's no moral question in this episode there's no villain here's a moral question other than should you go into a collapsing subway when you're pregnant yeah <laughs> <laughs> simplest one we've ever done no <laughs> what do we call it a moral question i suppose this is just a big goose egg i bet you're not going to give it a zero though no. <laughs> well, the, the flashbacks are nice. Yeah. Like, it, it's a nice-looking episode. Sure. Diane is terrible. I think her performance is, like, awful. Yeah, it's bad. Like, just bland. And I don't like her character. Also, how many journalists is Mac going to shack up with? Too many. <laughs> too, too many. There's so many journalists. There she's, are. She's supposed to be, like, a plucky, like, Lois Lane type character and she doesn't pull it off i can tell you nobody can describe the fact that a, a bobbing is amorphously going on like yeah. she can <laughs> i mean like if yeah if this episode she, was... everything she described on that roof she could have described from the lobby oh sure also her speech was almost trumpian like <laughs> and it's meandering and like <laughs> not actually saying anything of substance make the british air force great again yeah does anyone think this episode is a jacob's ladder scenario <laughs> Where Anne dies at the end. Oh. And this is all some sort of fever dream. And the reason the flashback is so bleh is because she knows Duncan's an immortal and she imagines a scenario in which Duncan. Li- <laughs> no, no, no. She imagines a scenario where Duncan has lived this before and, you know, he comes to rescue her and here he comes. And at the end, she's dead. She, she, and she, she gets his house, you know, in the afterlife. Oh, and perhaps. that's like heaven. Yeah, something mm. like that. Okay. So, well, no. Run but- that. Run that. <laughs> for your also, head. I love that Anne has a very vivid imagination about Mac fucking this broad <laughs> in the past. She's got like, yeah, like, let, let me really imagine it as I die. Yeah. Oh. Give it to her, Mac. Give it to her. <laughs> hey, this was your theory. <laughs> also, the scary teddy bear at the end. Wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> Maybe she's actually in hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's the twist. Oh, it's finally all over. Me and baby Mary, the stillborn baby Mary. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 
This is dark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this episode sucks. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, I agree that there are a couple things that you can make out of this, but it's just literally nothing happens. It's a snooze fest. I actually like the end scene with Anne and Mac in front of the house. Yeah. It got, was, I was got dis- me a little bit. I kind of liked it, but I was very distracted by how odd the whole thing is. It and is then odd got- when you lay everything out like that. She did kind of reject the shit out of you. And then I'm going to give you a house so I can watch your look of horror. <laughs> but it's a nice gesture. Sure. Yeah, sure. Jester? Jester. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> gesture. <laughs> I mean, rank, yeah, like, let's rank the jesters. <laughs> I mean, in the past, like, if you... <laughs> well, it's also interesting in... <laughs> In David Abramitz's interview on the special features, he talked about like the one of the only reasons there was the present storyline. Oh, because they have to flash back. Exactly. And so they were like, well, the formula of the show, it's just interesting that like they had a like they felt like they had a restriction on themselves. Like, well, the only way to flash back is to have something in the present that triggers the flashback. And we'll see like in later seasons where they finally realize like, no, we can just have a flashback episode. Yeah. And that's fine. But like they felt that there was some impetus that you needed to have this modern occurrence to like trigger a flashback so that's yeah, kind of like, where that came from it could have just opened and said like london whatever yeah and then that's just the episode right. i mean chivalry had a past cold open and it worked great yeah right but yeah just kind of lack it's of more pl- like the shits am i right oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah lack of plot all around like her being a plucky reporter could be fun because she's like are you a spy duncan like there's your plot like duncan is a spy she's a plucky reporter she gets tangled up in some web of espionage and intrigue you know what i mean like there's a plot there, not just watching and narrating bombs. The bombs dropping, people are saying this. People <laughs> are saying that there are bombs, the biggest bombs that the Germans have ever dropped right here. But I still see in England from where I'm standing. I'm, I'm told that's the parliament. I've never been there. Some call it England. Some call it the UK. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> Should we talk about the Watcher Chronicles? There's a Watcher Chronicle? On whom? Is Anne's baby immortal? Well, there is a Watcher Chronicle for Anne's baby. Whoa, really? And it just says, Mary, born, whatever. Mm. And then it's bullet points that says, like, born in a subway. Like, <laughs> But I'd like to read the... the, the but the baby's name is was well, going to be Jared. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to read the Watcher Chronicle for mortal Mike Lundy. Mike Lundy. Born March who? 14th. <laughs> yeah, who? Exactly. <laughs> you know, Mike Lundy of Lundy and Lundy. <laughs> yeah. Born March 14th, 1967 in Seacouver. Field notes. Paramedic slash EMT. Seacouver Fire Department. Close friend of Dr. Ann Lindsay, County General Hospital trauma surgeon. Deceased 21st of November 1995, crushed by ceiling collapse while rescuing victims of subway explosion. Last point, some researchers have speculated possible biological father of Mary Lindsay. What? Goddaughter of immortal Duncan MacLeod. Holy shit. And that's his goddaughter now? Apparently. So that's the shit the Watcher Chronicles have added to this episode. That's interesting. Yeah. You come to me on the day of my subway collapse. (laughs) (laughs) This is so weird. So Mike... So so she's got a thing for ponytails. Yeah. Yeah. She's like... Does he know that that's his kid? Because why is he comfortable with her going in there? That's even more fucked up. That's real fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Lindsay is a bitch. Trouble. Mike Lundy. Mike Lundy. Lundy and Lindsay. Lundy and Lindsay. Yeah. Lundy, Lindsay, and Mary. We want to rate this stupid bullshit. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. Keith, how many Nazi bombs would you give this episode? (laughs) I will give this episode one and a half 
Nazi bombs. That's important because then the other half of the bomb stays in the plane and kills the Nazis. (laughs) There we go. There you go. There we go. It's just a miss in the strange in the strangest way. It's a miss. Like there shouldn't be any problem with this episode. Like the birth of Lindsay's baby. Like I mean, like the completion of this story arc is something that maybe needed to happen. Like if it didn't happen, I think be like I wonder what happened to that baby. Like I like that they built in this. You know, the Victorian house that Mac buys, like, let's give Mac something to do, and it's going to be kind of the secret how we're going to pay it all off. And I I don't know. I just cannot – this episode just, like, seems to just keep missing all over the place. It's a bummer. Eamon, how many – very fine hooligans would you give this episode? Very fine. Fine young hooligans. The fine young hooligans, yeah. I'm going to give it two. I think there's some points deserved for effort, and it just didn't quite make it. The sets are nice. The costumes are nice. Diane is terrible. What about Karen? Karen's great. <laughs> Karen didn't permit. frighten me. Like, <laughs> yeah, she did you. That teddy bear horror scene at the end is weird. Well, the teddy bear did have a perm, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the teddy bear was just made from Karen's hair. <laughs> Two fine young hooligans. All right. Kyle, how many uh, crushed internal organs would you give this movie? Movie? Yeah. I give this one one very short movie. One and a half thoroughly destroyed spleens. It's an utter letdown. Just the the lack of plot is fatal to this episode. I don't think any level of execution could really redeem it because nothing happens. That really makes it dead on arrival. Add in the the things like, you know, the the terrible performance of Diane, this completely insane Mr. Hitler speech, all the stock footage playing us this version of like the the we fucked up on the beaches speech it's like full of padding nothing happens utterly unengaging i thought i was gonna fall asleep <laughs> and a, a thing much called, like diane and duncan in that gas cave yeah gas cave. and in an episode called the blitz that says a lot this is a skip it real skip it for yeah, me it's a skip it it is a skip it which is weird because as Keith it, has skip it. it. Do you have the rest of that song? I don't remember the rest of the song. Or they just say skip it forever. Is that the thing where you put your foot in a ring and there's a line with a ball attached to it? That's right, but it's all made of plastic, so you like you could you could only play it for a few minutes before getting like horrible skin burns. Like I feel like it was always cutting into your ankle. They should have an immortal with a skip it. Oh, they'd be so good. Yeah. That's Anthony DeWan, just his new theory. Yeah. You've seen my theory that a mortal could use a whip. <laughs> Can they use a skip? The supersonic skip. The supersonic skip. skip it. Well, very good. Nope, not very good. <laughs> well, write us at HighlanderRewatched at gmail.com to tell us what you thought of the Blitz, what you thought of... Nope, I was going to say what you thought of Dan Lindsay, but no, nah, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah, heard enough. Done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. We're done. But also write us to tell us what you think Richie Ryan's middle initial H stands for. Yeah. Is it Hero? Is it Herbert? It's is Hogan. it Highlander? Yeah. Hoagies. 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 It could be Hoagies. R- Richard Hoagies Ryan. <laughs> we've got some good ones here. Write us at HighlanderRewatch.gmail.com to tell us your favorite Richie Ryan middle names. Join us next week when we're going to be discussing season four, episode 13, Something Wicked. It's going to be a fun series to talk about. It's two a, episodes it's coming a double up. Double header. Double header. That's right. Double header. Make sure to like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. We've been getting a lot of great ratings, and so you can give us a five star review if you think we deserve it. We, we do. do. <laughs> Join us next week for another brand new episode of Highlander Rewatched. I've been one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Lyman. Bye. Bye.
Slinky. 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 Well, I don't Toy know Story. what's happening. Oh, he's Slinky. He's Slinky. Oh. How about that? Did they retire that character? Ooh, good question. Do they have an, a Jim Varney they just, sound alike? They just, mm-hmm. they just straightened him. He straightened yeah. him. <laughs> Slinky's scared straight. <laughs>